Hi there, it's Tanya Stokes, and welcome to another episode of A Conversation with Tanya, the Salon Chronicles edition. (laughs) I like that. I love it. But anyway, what's going on with you? I hope you are having a wonderful weekend. I am. I am having a great weekend, by the way. Uh, Thank you for asking. You know, I tend to sit around this house and I talk to myself a lot, so I thought I would just talk to you. I thought you weren't doing anything either, and you didn't mind having a conversation with me. So today we're going to get into decision-making. Decision-making is so hard for a lot of people, myself included. Um, You know, um. The majority of my clientele is is female. So women are constantly making decisions for themselves and their families. And um, I know that is a hard thing for you. But let me show you how this transfers um, to me. Because, you know, every now and then a woman will go through a uh, an appearance issue. Um They feel like when they walk into the room, not enough people are saying you look beautiful today. And and a lot of times that's coming from somewhere. A lot of times it's coming from they're not getting that at home or um, if there isn't someone at home to compliment them, then when they go out with their friends, you know, all their friends are getting the compliments and they're not getting that. And there's an external beauty and an internal beauty. And a lot of times the internal beauty overrides the external beauty. And what I mean by that is you can be beautiful, gorgeous on the outside, but internally you're just not a pretty person. So it shows up externally. And, you know, some people will get that later. So let's talk about, because this isn't, this isn't a podcast about whether or not you're internally or externally beautiful. I think you're, you're beautiful. Um, but this podcast is about making a decision. And the reason we're here is because a lot of us struggle with decision making. And what I found is a person who struggles with making basic decisions like Should I color my hair or not? Should I cut it? Maybe not. Should I get a weave? Should I wear my natural hair? Should I do a relaxer or not? Should I texturize it? Like you have this whole song and dance. And the more I talk to women, I realize that the struggle isn't just in the chair. The struggle is in every area of her life. It's about what school do I send the children to? Um, What neighborhood do I want to live in? Um, Should I take this job or not? Um, Where are we going to go on a vacation? Should I date this guy or not? Should I marry this guy or not? You know, and it's just, and all these things are important. Don't get me wrong. All these things are important. But I think the real problem is we struggle with how to make a decision. We struggle with the steps of decision making. So because I am not um, 
therapist. (laughs) I'm going to stay in my lane and I'll talk about decision making as it relates to your hair. We're going to do a checkup from the neck up. Okay. My advice to you is to just identify the problem. It's just that simple. Identify the problem. What is the problem? Are you having a problem with the color? You know what I mean? Are you having a problem with um, what you see in the mirror? You know what I mean? I mean, sidebar, like it's major, but it isn't that major. Because when you when you break the steps down, then you understand, well, you know what? That wasn't as hard as I thought it was. Because when someone comes to me and they say, Tanya, I want to change my look. I actually go through this process in, um, you know, while you, while I'm giving you a consultation. This is the exact same process I use. It's just that I've been doing it so long. Um, it just comes naturally. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So in identifying the problem, we have to ask questions like, what is it you don't like about yourself? And for some women, that's a tough question because nobody wants to say, I don't think I'm pretty or I don't think I'm cute enough, you know? So instead of saying stuff like that, they'll say things like, oh, I just don't think my hair is healthy or, oh, I just don't think, you know, um, my style is trendy enough or, oh, my coworker has this great style, you know, and the list goes on and on. I feel boring. Um, I just want to change something about myself, all of that. So identifying the problem for me means, hey, I do not like my appearance. Boom. We could write that down. We've identified the problem. This person doesn't like their appearance. Number two, we have to find options. What can we do to help her with her appearance. So let's look at the hair. How do you feel about the length of your hair? Are you trying to grow it out or do you want it shorter? She may want a haircut. She may want a different hairstyle. She may want color or all of the above. Now I know you heard me say she may want a haircut or a hairstyle. And for some of you, that's the same thing and it's not. It's something totally different. A hairstyle is how I style your hair after I cut it. The haircut is something totally different because the haircut is is the shape of the hair. Now, let's take a bob, for instance, because that's easy. A bob is where you comb, and we're going to go with a zero elevation bob. That's where we comb the hair down at natural fall. Um, We're not adding any layers or anything. We're just giving you a basic bob. First haircut we learned in beauty school. Cut you a bob. It's even. We checked it. Everything's good. But here's the thing. Now we're going to move into the style of the bob. So here's why the style is such a big deal. Because with that simple bob, I can give you a part down the middle, which is one style. 
I can part you on either side, either the left side or the right side. And I could do um, what we call a deep part, which is closer to the ear, which brings the hair over um, the eye, which is really sexy. And we can do that style curly or straight. Now, I've given you several styles, right, with that same one haircut. Then we get into, do we want to roll a set that bob, which is going to give you curls or waves? Do we want to do a spiral set with that bob? Bam. We already know you want a bob. And I've given you several styles or several ways that you can play up a bob. But guess what? We can kick that bob up a notch by adding color to the bob. So if you have grays and you want to get rid of the grays, we can add um, a rinse or permanent color to it. We can even give you highlights. We can give you highlights and lowlights. We can give you balayage. All those things will change the entire look of that bob. So you just went from the boring bob to a flawless, beautiful, model-esque type bob. We've handled the hair, right? I've given you options. Now we need to decide which one you want. What do you want? Do you want the cut? So she decided on a cut. As a matter of fact, she decided on all the above. Do you want to go with browns, blondes, reds? What do you want as your color? So we've decided on that. So see how we've taken this person's issue and we're trying to help her make a decision. But look at all the steps that are, that are involved with making a decision. So we've identified the problem, which is, I don't like my appearance. And I gave you a bunch of options and you said all of the above. So now I know that we're gonna cut your hair, we're gonna give you a different style and we're gonna give you highlights, right? I love it. Now we need to rate these options. Um, as we'll say, we'll create two lists, right? So the first list, we wanna talk about what's more important. Because if you want a permanent color, you can't get a permanent color the same day you get a relaxer. So are we relaxing your hair today or are we just doing the haircut and the color and the style? Still in this decision-making process. So we've identified the problem. I've given you the options and now we're rating the options. We're rating it which from least to most important. And according to this girl, all of it is equally important. So cool. We know that we're going to do a complete beauty makeover today on the head. We've made that decision. Now, the fourth thing was make the decision, which is what we just did. Right? So we're cutting it into a bob. We're giving her color. And we're going to give that bob a sexy style. We are well on our way. Guess what the fifth step to making a decision is? Executing it. And for some people, this is so hard. This is so hard because we've already put in all this work. Right? 
And then when we get to executing, this is the issue. Okay, wait a minute. How short are you going to cut it again? Um, wait. Um, okay, so what what side are we going to do the part? Is it going to be on the left or the right? Wait a minute, because I think I saw a style like that. Is this the style? How do you think that's going to look on my face with the shape of my face? Do you trust me? Because if you trust me, you know that I'm only going to give you what you can handle. And I'm only going to give you what looks good on you. And for most women... It really has very little to do with whether or not they like it, but whether their boyfriend or their husband will like it. Will their best friend like it? That's why they want to bring somebody with them when they want to make a change. Um, is it going to look better than the girl at work? Is it going to look better than the girl in my sorority? Because I, I got to look better than her. Like this whole thing. It's a whole thing. With women, And that's why some of us have such a tough time making a decision. But I'll tell you more about decision making after this. Now, I wanted to take a pause for a second, just because the steps that I shared with you can be used in every area of your life. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. There were just five simple steps. Identify the problem, uh, generate options to solve the problem, rate those options from uh, least important to most important, make the decision, and then execute. That can be used in every area of your life. I'm a hairstylist, so I was trying to keep it crispy as far as the hair is concerned. But for instance, let's just look at relationships. Identify the problem. Let's identify the problem that someone could possibly have in the relationship. I'm not happy. Now let's look at why you're not happy. You know, how long have you been in this relationship? Oh, I've been in this relationship for five years. Um, Do you feel like you guys are growing in the relationship? Um, Or you guys are pretty stagnant? Like what's going on? Oh, I feel like we're right where we were when we met five years ago. It seems like even like if we take five steps, if we take five steps up, then we take four and a half steps back. Like I'm just not happy. Um, We don't go anywhere. We don't do anything. Nobody sees us. Nobody knows that we're a couple, you know, the whole nine, the whole thing that women go through. Um, Okay. So we've identified the problem. She isn't happy. Um, she gave me a list of reasons why she isn't happy. And now let's rate those, those problems from least to most important. What's more important for people to know that you're dating this person, for people to see you out with this person, for you guys to do more things as a, as a couple, you know, and if they're all important to you, then you know, you have to do what, what's the fourth step, you know, you have to do make a decision. And making the decision is, hmm, should I stay in this relationship and be unhappy because I've been here for five years? Or should I leave this relationship and be unhappy because I'm alone, but at least 
And I shouldn't say leave the relationship and be unhappy. Well, you will. You will be unhappy for a little while because you're so used to this person being around you. And um, it could be a little painful at first, but hey, no pain, no gain. That's what I say. So that's with a relationship. And then, of course, the fifth thing is to execute it in the relationship and move on. But let's go to um, work. I've been on the same job for five years, you know. Um, I'm unhappy. See, people only need to make decisions when they're unhappy. And I'm not laughing at, at that, but I'm just saying it's pretty much the same thing. You could use this list in, in every area of your life. Work. I'm unhappy. We've identified the problem. You are unhappy at work. So then let's generate options like so that we can solve this problem. Like, why are you unhappy at work? I'm not making enough money. My boss is an ass. Um, um, I don't like the location of the job. I don't like the benefit package. You know, so we've listed this, the reasons why you're unhappy, which is the problem. So then let's move on. Let's rate your reasons from least important to most important. Is it the money? Is it the location? Is it, you know, the supervisor? The supervisor does, makes you feel inadequate, the whole nine. So once you've done that, guess what you have to do? Make a decision. See, again, make a decision. That's step four. And after that, we're going to do what? Execute. Start shopping your resume. Put it out there. Ask your friends. Go on Indeed. Put it on LinkedIn. Let's get out of this crap. And once you do that, you will either be happy because you made that decision and you're in a better position or you're going to be uncomfortable for a little while, which is fine. It is fine being uncomfortable every now and then. It is fine ending relationships and being uncomfortable because you're going to get strength from that. You're going to grow from that. You're going to start to experience new and different and exciting things while being uncomfortable. It's the same thing when you change jobs or when you end relationships. And that's not just, you know, um, heterosexual relationships. I'm talking about friendships, platonic friendships, all of that. All of that stuff can be uncomfortable, but sometimes it is necessary for your growth. So let's take it back to the hair industry. Sometimes you need to make a decision. Take the advice from Nike and just do it. And you're going to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and see a different person. You're going to see a person with shorter hair. You're going to see a person with highlights instead of black hair. You're going to see a person with sexy bangs. You're going to see a person with curls or straight hair. Whatever, whatever decision you made you're probably going to be just a little uncomfortable because when you walk into work or when you meet the girls out for dinner or when you see your boyfriend or your husband that evening, you're unsure about what they're going to say. But guess what? You have to own it and wear it and love it because you were one, a part of the decision-making process. Two, you knew you needed to make a change because you felt boring with your appearance. And three, you may be uncomfortable for a little while, but eventually you'll learn to love it. 
I'm telling you, making a decision is hard, but sometimes it's necessary. So let's go over these steps again. One, we're going to identify the problem. We're going to uh, create a list of options. And uh, we're going to rate these options from least important to most important. Then we're going to just make that decision and then get started. We're going to execute it. And number six, which is, you know, which is something you do along the way. Where you do that checkup from the neck up, you know, sometimes you have that doubting Donna on your shoulder, like, you sure you made the right decision? You sure you did that? Maybe you shouldn't have done that. Maybe cutting your hair wasn't a good idea. You should get a weave now. Don't listen to doubting Donna. Maybe you shouldn't have ended that relationship. After all, you guys have been together all these years. You put up with it for all these years. I mean, what's another year? Don't listen to doubting Donna. I promise you. Why are you going to quit that job? That's a good job. You've been on that job all those years. What if you don't like the new place? What if you don't like that supervisor? What if they downsize and you lose the money? Don't listen to Doubting Donna. Make your decision and live with it. And use this in every area of your life. We've got to stop struggling with making decisions. And I'm going to flip it for you guys in just a minute. I'm going to take a break. Okay. As a business professional... I use these same steps to make decisions about clients. And it's a tough decision. It's a tough one, I tell you, because I have some clients that I love. And then I have some clients that I like. And sometimes you have to make decisions about both. And Even though you love them, and when I say I love them, like I love, it's more than just doing their hair. It's, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like you get excited when you see their name in your book. Then you have some clients that you like. You know, when you see their name in your book, it's like, oh, that's Tanya. Tanya will be here tomorrow at three o'clock, you know. But you have some issues with, with some of the clients on either side of the page, you know, and those issues are, hmm, is she going to be late today? And when she's late today, is she going to blame it on the traffic, the line at Chick-fil-A, the line at Zaxby's, or she overslept? Which one of the excuses will I have to deal with from this habitually late person? So now I have a problem and I need to make a decision as a business professional. And in identifying the problem, it's this person is always late. I don't like the way I feel when they do this and how I'm at the point right now where I don't like the way I feel when I see this person's name on my book. So I have identified the problem and I have listed the options. So now we have to rate these options like, okay, 
if you no longer take this person, like I, there's there are a couple of things I get to before I decide that I'm going to take this person off of my list um, or suspend um, their scheduling preferences. And I look at how often they do it. Now, when I get to this point, it's because you've done it too often or you are an energy vampire. Like you walk into the room and you just suck the life out of the room with the woe is me. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Oh, I hate my job. I hate my boss. I hate my husband. I hate my kids. They just, oh, they drive me nuts. Like it's so much. I promise you, I know that was rhythmic. Like you could almost dance to it. Like it's just a, it's just a full two hours of all the things in this person's life that they hate. And whether you participate in this mess or not, you're going to get it. And it's, it's a one-sided conversation. It's, Hey, how are you doing? Oh girl, I'm just, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, they do the, Oh my God so much. They don't realize that they never said it. How are you? Or they never said, I'm sorry. I'm late. Because it's habitual for them and they feel like they're bringing you, they're bringing you a gift and the gift is one, their presence and two, their money, right? And neither one of them are satisfying to you because it doesn't balance out. Because when you're late, you have ruined my book for the day. So I have to make a decision. Do I want to continue on with this client or... Do I want to let this client go because this client does not respect me? They don't respect my business or my time. Now, when you flip it and you ask this person about their their um, tardiness at work, like there's so many creative ways you can ask a person, you know, about work. You'll find that they're never late at work. And you know why? Because they want to look a certain way on the job. They want to look like they're dependable and you know, um, and they've placed a lot of value. Like there's, there's so much value when it comes to that job and the paycheck, but the same value isn't placed on you and your business. It's just, this person is in a business of service. I need a service. I am the one who helps them earn a living and how dare he or she take me off of their book. And that is the mindset of a lot of people. So eventually I go through the, I have a problem and I've got to solve this problem because I do not want to be uncomfortable or angry at work. It's one reason why I went into um, entrepreneurship. It was one reason why I decided to work for myself so that I wouldn't have to put up with the BS from other people. Now, for the person that's saying, well, what about when you're late? I'm glad you said that. Because when I'm late, you'll get a text or a call from me saying, hey, I'm running 20 minutes behind or I'm running 15 minutes behind. So if you show up at one o'clock and I text you and told you I'm running 15 minutes behind, which means come at 1.15 and not one o'clock, you know, then the 15 minute wait is on you. Not only that, when I'm running behind, I always give the person something. 
and I make it known that I gave you something. I'll say, first, I will apologize for being late. And I'll say, hey, you know, thank you so much for your patience. I did not charge you for your haircut or I did not charge you for the deep conditioner. And most times people will say, Tanya, you didn't have to do that. And they'll just give me that money back in a tip. But I want you to know that because I know we exchange time for money. I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste your money. Right. And I want people to have that same mindset when they are going into a business of service. I don't want to waste this person's time. So let me let them know ahead of time that I'm going to be late. And my struggle with this is mainly because um, I am completely digital. So <laughs> you get to schedule your own appointment. You look at my book, you see what's doable for you. And some people are up one and two o'clock in the morning scheduling. If you know you work downtown Charlotte, and you have to get to the university area in 15 minutes based on the time you scheduled. If you scheduled at four o'clock and you scheduled a 415 with me, you know, there is no way in hell you're going to do that on a Thursday or Friday. You just can't. It's, it's, it's impossible. But you took that appointment because that was the only one available and you figured, oh, well, I'll just be a few minutes late and she'll understand it. But you may, you may have done it on a day where I was at my breaking point. So at 416, I will send a, hey, are you close? I know that's just one minute, but you know, when you're pissed or when you've had enough, you've had enough. I'll text the person, hey, are you close? And if they say I'm in the parking lot or GPS says I'm three minutes away, then I'll be patient and wait. But if they say, oh, I'm caught in traffic, it looks like I won't be there for the next 10 or 15 minutes, I will cancel them. I will straight up say, hey, well, I'm going to have to see you on another day or I can schedule you with someone else in the building, which means, hey, you could still get your hair done today. It's just not going to be done by me. And I have to make a decision as to whether or not I want to continue to see this person on my book. When I start texting you like, hey, are you close? Hey, are you close? Hey, are you close? It's because you are always late. If you're not always late, you're late 60% of the time. And it's never your fault. It's always girl that traffic, girl, the people at Chick-fil-A, girl, the people at Zaxby's, girl, I overslept, which are excuses, right? So then here I am looking at my list. I've identified the problem. This person does not respect me, my business, and my time. So what am I going to do? Am I going to sit down and have a conversation with this person? Am I going to um, just take this person off of my list? You know, I'm no longer, I'm going to suspend services with this person. And how important is this person to me and to my business? Mainly to my business, not so much to me, but to the business. So I have to do what? Make a decision. And then I have to execute that decision. And executing that decision never feels good. It's never good. And it's uncomfortable for both parties. It's uncomfortable for me to say, hey, I need to have a talk. 
It seems you're always late. And I don't really understand it because you get to schedule your own appointment. So either you're always scheduling appointments thinking you're going to get here in time and, you know, you're just you're not good with that or you don't value my time. But it seems you're late more than you're on time. And it's a problem. That's a hard conversation to have with a grown person. Most of the people in my book are young professionals. Most of them are corporate people. Most of them are in management. Most of them will take the posture of how dare you. So then I need to make another decision, right? (laughs) I need to decide if I'm going to talk to this person about their tardiness or am I just going to take this person off of my book? And depending on who the person is, I'll probably just take them off of my book and say something simple like, hey, I may not be the right stylist for you. You know, it seems, you know, coming to me or getting, you know, making your appointment on time is is an issue for you. So maybe I'm not the right stylist for you. Maybe I I'm located too far from your job or from your residence. Nonetheless, you're always late and I may not be the right stylist for you. Let me refer you to someone who could better serve you. And that is so hard. I've done it before, but that is so hard. I'm telling you, sometimes it just takes you to a sad place, especially if you've bonded with this person over the years. Um. So I just wanted to, to kind of give you a glimpse of how things work on the other end of the beauty industry. So it's, it's one of those, when you come to a stylist or an esthetician or a nail tech or a barber and you say, Hey, I don't like my appearance. Well, that's an easy thing to say, but let's unpack that. What is it that you don't like about your appearance? And what is it that we're trying to accomplish while doing this? Are you trying to, I don't know, get a raise? Are you trying to attract Uh, men, women, or whatever, you know, are you just trying to feel better about yourself, you know? And sometimes it's an internal thing. Sometimes you have given this person everything you had in your arsenal as far as styles are concerned. You've even referred them to a personal trainer to work on their weight. You've referred them to the best esthetician to work on their skin. And the weight is down and the skin is better and, you know, The hair is trendy and they're still not happy. So then the next step is, hey, have you ever thought about talking to somebody? (laughs) That's not funny, but it's a it's a real thing. Like sometimes you need to refer people to a therapist or at least find a creative way to say maybe you should go see someone. Because if you're unhappy internally, if you're unhappy in that sweet place, There's nothing anybody can do on the outside that's going to help you. And, you know, I've been out there in in the dating world and I've been out there happy and I've been out there unhappy. But I've had the most fun when I was happy because another person cannot make you happy. Your hairstylist can't make you happy. She can make you pretty. She can make you look different. 
And in some cases, she can't even make you pretty if you feel ugly inside. You know, everything starts within. But you have to make that decision that, hey, I'm unhappy and I'm making a lot of people around me unhappy. My hairstylist hates to see me coming. My barber hates to see my name on his book. My nail stylist, my nail tech always says she's busy and can't take me. My esthetician can't take me. You know what I mean? Because you're bringing this energy into an environment that people are trying to keep, you know, at a certain temperature, so to speak. So you have to sit with yourself and examine the woman in the mirror and make a decision. Use some of those strategies I just shared with you to identify the problem, list the options, rate the options, then make a decision and then execute it. And I promise you, things will start to turn around for you. I know they will. You'll be a better decision maker. You'll be a lot happier. And everybody around you would love to see you coming. Because at the end of the day, we just want to do your hair. We just want to do your nails. We just want to give you an awesome haircut. Seriously, we want to give you the best massage that we have. (laughs) But you have got to first make a decision that you are going to be a better person. Figure out how you're going to do it and execute it. Hey, that's my time. I hope this helped you. Because, you know, I come on here not for you, but for me. These are some things that I deal with on a regular basis. These are some things that I do to um, reset and make Tanya a better person. Because after all, it starts with you. Every decision you make starts with where you want to be. But you have to make the decision. Until we talk again. Hey, that's a Salon Chronicle. Hey, that's number two. Hey, hey, I'm coming. Boom, 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 out. I wish I could play music on here. <laughs> I'm Tanya Stokes. We'll talk again. Bye.